Welcome to this week's bonus podcast. Um, we have got a special awards show today. Yes, that is right, an awards show in September. This is, I think this is possibly, Gemma, going to be the last thing that's kind of related to our 10th anniversary. We've been, we've been yep, really stretching out this 10-year anniversary. <laughs> I don't think anyone else really cares No anymore. one cares now. Everyone's over it. It's okay. I've even taken the logo off on social media and everything. But um, we were reminded by um, listener Rebecca just recently that five years after the podcast started, or five and a bit years, we did a special bonus episode or in a middle section as it was back then where we pitted the first five years worth of Conversation Street Award winners up against each other to see who the ultimate champion was for those five years. And um, we apparently said back in that episode, we need to do this again in 2022 and do the 10-year ultimate awards show. So this is what this is. We're going to be looking at all the awards winners from 2012, the first year of the awards, right up to last year's 2021, and um, attempting somehow... (laughs) I don't don't know how this is going to work to pick an ultimate winner for the decade. Um, There's a lot of awards to get through. I don't know how quickly we're going to go through each one and and some of them will be... um probably have more conversation than others. Some of them will be, well, there's an obviously, obvious winner, but yeah. I don't want to just brush over it. And I think well, I, I think probably what's important is... Um, the fun we had along the way. Yes, that, that, that is definitely... Now, I'm kind of thinking, like, are we going for, like, personal favourites or importance to the show? Like, for example, right. in yeah. the A Up Award, is it the most important character out of our winner or is that our favourite? Now, the one thing that I have... I, I do think that we need to... Um, put up front at the beginning I suppose is we're only going to be pitting the 10 winners of each or of each the 10 years against each other so if, if, if and if again for the A up ward for example there is another character who we think actually that is a much more important character they just didn't win that year tough luck they can't be in the running here although they maybe might get an honourable mention afterwards okay Okay. So let's get I things agree. going with the A Up Award, yep. and I'm going to have a quick rundown of the first ten years' winners, and then we'll see how we're feeling. So this is the A Up Award for the best new character. So we're going to be looking to find out who was the best new character between 2012 and 2021. And um, running um, them down from 2012, we had Gloria, Gloria um, Price. Price, then Sinead, um, 2013. Yes, Yasmin, 2014. Kathy, 2015. We're in sync here. Daniel. 2016. Shona. 2017. Imran. 2018. Paul. 2019. Sam. And Daisy. So, um, lots of people there who are very, very important to this show that haven't been mentioned. Okay, we've got to do Imran because he's our friend, but he's also dead. (laughs) I mean... To me, right, just... Uh, this is going to take hours unless we get decisive straight off the bat. Well, there's right? lots that we we can obviously get right off there. For example, get rid of Gloria, Gloria get rid of Sinead, yeah. get rid of Kathy, get rid Paul. of Paul, get rid of Sam. Sorry, yeah, get rid of Daisy. Daisy she's too, too new. Soon. I absolutely love Daisy. She's probably my favourite to watch. I was kind of thinking these characters at the moment because some of them are dead. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking left. it's between Yasmin, who has been important, Daniel, who's yes. obviously from the Barno, Barlow clan, yep. Shona, who's yep. been very consistent in the last five years. I, I don't think... I, I'd love it to be in round, but I, ca- I can't, <laughs> in all good we conscience, can't, we can't if do we're it. looking at the most kind of crucial, key importance. He's, he's Not like, in our lives. Incarnation he's, Street. <laughs> <laughs> he's like four, four years, right? So 
the nearest one is Shona, who who has been in it for five years. So he. Well, we've he also just... got. I mean, Yasmi. Yeah, Yasmi's yeah, been in it no, for eight. Yeah, but they. Yeah, you oh. don't get what I'm saying. He's the newest person that could be on our shortlist. Yes. Yeah, that's and very very true. Because he's dead now. Oh, he's kind of out. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I mean, I think over the years, although Imran had some great scenes, I can't say that there are any definitive, huge, important, mind-blowing, Imran-centric stories. Love, I love this year's stuff, but, you know, I, I don't, I, I hopefully we don't have to justify ourselves any further on that one. If it was favourite characters out of this lot, he'd win hands down. I mean, I'm... <sighs> right, so who we got? Shona, Yasmin and, uh, and Daniel, I think. Who's Shona, the most important? Yasmin or Daniel, it's got to be Daniel. I love Yasmin. She's gone off the boil. I love Shona, but I didn't like her for a few years because I thought she was a bit dull. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shona um, is kind I of just, the... um, what's the word? Disclaimer: I have had a glass of wine, oh, oh. so I'm not pulling any punches. <laughs> even though if I did land one, it would be quite pathetic. Shona, Shona is the young matriarch of the team Platt at the moment. If, if but... she had been consistently as she is now for the whole time she'd been in it. I would I would vote for her over Daniel, but I, I think she's coming to her own after she was shot in a box. And I absolutely think she's irreplaceable at the moment. And interestingly, I would flip that with Daniel. I thought he had a very strong start. I really enjoyed his storylines. I thought the idea of him being proto-mini Ken was fantastic. He had, you know, the heartbreaking stuff with, um, with Sinead, which admittedly I didn't watch a lot of it, but you know, the drama of who pushed Ken and all that kind of stuff. Very strong start. He's dwindled terribly ever since, but because he is such a legacy character and because it was such a brilliant move to bring in Daniel as the son of Ken, mm. when when um, KO's did, I think I'm going to vote for him to be I my I think own. so too. I mean, the, the, both the difficulty here is he's the only character here who really shouldn't be on the list because he's not technically a new character from this past decade, is he? Daniel was born back in, what was it, 94 or so? And he, he, was, he was there as a baby. He was there as a kid a few years later. And we were kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's a new incarnation and everything. He's being fully developed as a character, which is why we've had him in the list now. I think he's also had some of the biggest storylines. He's been on, you know, front of the TV magazines. He's headlined, I mean, particularly the Sinead um, cancer storyline, but also being a big player in... Uh, who pushed Ken, for example, where Shona, I still think she's waiting for that big Shona story. You know, you've got your mega leading ladies of Coronation Street, like, you you, you know, your Jane Dansons, your, your Shelley King recently, your, your, your Ali Kings and everything. But I don't feel like Shona's been given the chance yet to have that truly shining story, you know? I do agree, yeah. So, are we, are we going for Daniel then? I'm going for Daniel. Daniel, ultimate because, winner. Because of all of these... I think he's the only one who genuinely has um, future-proofed staying power. Yeah. And I do like the character. And You're also, right, he has gone off the ball a think bit. Think about all these characters. Gloria, Sinead, Yasmin, Kathy, Daniel, Shona, Imran, Paul, Sam, Daisy. Love love the vast majority of these. The actri- actors and actresses, absolutely fantastic. But um, I think that a lot of these characters, were they to leave, were, they, were the actors to leave... I don't know that they would bother recasting. They would recast Daniel. Mm, so they this, just want to have... Yeah, Daniel needs to be in the from show. From the perspective of simply character and the heritage of the character, 
Daniel. Okay. Just okay. superior. Let's just have a quick look before we move on to the next award. Any honourable mentions? So people that didn't weren't didn't get voted as any A up winners, but are a very important character in the show. I mean, straight away, I think that Phelan would well, be in on. there. Phelan would never won the A up award. Yeah, just but to say, very very important. The A up award really always goes to a character that makes a really really strong first impression, and mm. a lot of these people that didn't get in are slow burners or mm. people who got cast for seemingly minor roles that mm. then um because of their incredible talent and charisma those snowballed those roles snowballed into something incredibly significant um because of the collaboration between the writers and the and the and the actor yeah so like for I, example abby i can't believe yeah. that she didn't do well i can believe she didn't can. win in her first year because that that first autumn that she was in she was she was only in a few episodes wasn't she even something like Gemma. A lover or yeah. hater, she's been a really key player in Coronation Street. But she was Street introduced in as an incredibly minor, like yeah, goon. sidekick goon. She was, yeah. wasn't she? To to Callum. Yeah. Um, I think Tim could be in with a shout. Maybe not from Gemma. Um, <laughs> and even actually, Nina is one to watch for the future. I mean, she she had a huge year last year. Been a bit quieter what year this was year. She- introduced in 2019 I so would she went say. up against Paul and Paul won or maybe it's maybe it was 2020 I don't remember what year she she came in um, no. but we picked somebody else we, over her the viewers the listeners picked oh yeah that's the that's the other thing it's not just us that picked these part, no, that's right it's not my fault the only one that we did 2012 we didn't have a public vote for that year so we chose Gloria as the AF award winner but from 2013 uh, onwards it's been us and a huge listening uh, voting base as well so Daniel well, was... is our ultimate A Up Award winner for best newcomer <laughs> of Conversation Street Run next up flipping the coin Gemma the Tarar Award give us a quick rundown who have been our Tarar Award winners in the past decade I can't believe that we've been going for so long that our first um, Tarar Award winner was actually 2012's Becky can you believe that we were podcasting when Becky was still in the show well, no, I she, really can't she left in I'm going to say like February March of 2012 right, before right. we started but yeah but she was still... freshly gone we could still smell that scent of uh, Becky in the air what as we is started it? the podcast cigarettes yeah. alcohol <laughs> and yeah really bad perfume 2013 Lewis 2014 Haley. 2015 Cal and Maddie. That was funny. That is a joint one. Well, they, I mean, together in the fire, isn't it? Hmm. Seems like a bit of a... Uh, well, they're not the only ones. Kylie, 2017, Andy and Vinny. 2018, Aiden. 2019, Rana. 2020, Jeff. And 2021, Seb. Now, this one's going to be a lot harder, I think. If we're looking for, like, the most memorable, shall we say, right. um, exit of, uh, of the past decade. Well, let's Many of them quickly... dead here. Becky was fantastic. I think one of the best exits for a, a character that didn't die or have a kind of incredibly yeah. um, bombastic... Off on a plane. Yeah. Um, Lewis, he came back, so it doesn't really count. Hayley, Yeah, I mean, tragic. that Lewis exit was the um, the perfect, what was it, cocktail Goodbye, thingy. Whatever. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah, Italian yeah, for lovers, DJ. Yeah, that was, be, that was just that delicious. Was Hayley, now that was very, very tragic, and she was such a key character. She's probably the most important character on this list, I would say even over over Becky, um, Callum oh, Maddie, yeah. um, you know that was that was a fun and uh, stunt filled episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylie again, another really good um, heart wrenching, tragic um, big exit. Andy and Vinny again, dark, um, controversial, mm-hmm. uh, real real turn. <laughs> 
there from good guy Pat Phelan into murderer <laughs> Aiden. Now that was the story that really put Coronation Street in in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Again, hit the hit the hit the press because of um, uh, I guess uh, contra- more controversy. Even though I think that it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rana, you know that 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 was criticised heavily because of the kill your gaze trope. Because Kate and Ron are in a relationship and they never got to see happiness together. And who can say that justice was served? Nobody. <laughs> Jeff, pecked to death. Not how they envisioned the end of that character. No, Still Pope. cropping up. He is, yeah. Even in 2022. Just seen him recently, And we? Seb, again, another issues-based storyline that hit the headlines. I mean, ones here that I think we'd have to just take off. Uh, from Becky... As great an exit as it was, I don't think, like, memorable-wise, it's up there with the rest. Lewis, again, that was good, but maybe it's just, you know, in time. Can I just say, I stand behind all of these So do I. I think these These are all really really excellent. I mean, Jeff in 2020 feels like maybe the weakest at the moment. Climbing on the roof, bit of a fire falling off. It just, I think I'm almost disappointed by what it wasn't, because it couldn't have been because of COVID. It was because of COVID. Are there any there that you kind of get early leaning towards? Right, get rid of Callum Maddie because their exits were more important than their characters. Yeah, but we're talking about the exit. We're not talking about the no, characters. But I'm, I'm, the way combi- they did no, it. No, it's a combination for me. Okay. Um, I really am going to think... It's easier to say, what's the strongest one here? I know what I'm leaning towards, but it's a personal preference. I suppose this is what it's all about. Oh, it might just be down to that, yeah. Well, I It's mean, not going to be Jeff, Seb, Rana... Aiden could be Aiden because, like you said, it hit the headlines. As did the as did the Haley one at the time, of course, because that was very controversial. Who are you taking her own life? I'm kind of really leaning towards Andy and Vinny. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say Haley, so Andy and Vinny. But also, I mean, I know a lot of people absolutely hated that. That was just the epitome of Kate Oates' reign of darkness and Coronation Street. I'm going to say, it? I'm going to say for me, Andy and Vinny, because. Um, it was our favourite storyline probably of all time, and I know that's going to grate on people, but that's just everybody's I think got to be true to themselves. Storyline might get a few other folks later on in this it, awards as well. It was to me the peak of Coronation Street. I was so caught up in the whole drama of everything. There were definitely some missteps with that storyline. I think um, you know, looking back, maybe things could have been done differently. You you never really know the story behind what happened and why things didn't go the way you imagine them to. And even if we did, sometimes we wouldn't be able to actually say what happened. Maybe we would know, but um, Andy and Vinny it's just the way it is Pat feeling. The, the, the paper mill. Um, the darkness, convin- the cinematography. Sh- shoot him, Andy, shoot him, Andy. The cinematography was brilliant. The, the cutting to outside the for the design. flash. Yep. The, the, and then... Andy, um, the remote location. Had, it was very convincing very... Andy to give him the gun so that he could shoot him with it. it oh, can I also just so say good. it really taps into this kind of like gothic, dark. Um, what's the word? Uh, I don't really think we have a tradition that is conscious in this country about the North having this kind of. Well, it maybe we do like a dark and kind of. Um, Grimness. Well, we do have that, but I'm just saying there are many parts of the UK that that have their kind of ghost stories and their horror stories, like, you know, the the pirates of the, you know, the south, mm. you know, the, the windswept 
um, sandy beaches and the the spooky caves and the hidden barrels of rum and you know the the the, the sort of desolate moors and the, the the ghosts that live there and all that yeah. kind of stuff and like you know even things like midsummer murders and all that kind of you know the countryside full of rich poshos running around with thigh high boots and shotguns killing <laughs> each other at, at country fates but um there's something really really visceral that the that storyline tapped into yeah the darkness the cold the the bleakness the the empty mills the the abandoned wastelands industrial areas kind of left to seed yeah and it's it's all kind of a shame that you know pat's exit it's uh, his his own exit wasn't as great the next year i don't think you know the the stabbing by anna windass yes it was him getting his just desserts and everything poetic justice but you're right for the general tone and the mood of it um coronation street doesn't often do big stunts on location but they did a few for the Pat Phelan storyline. And when they do, they really do tap into that mm. um, really kind of dark vein of history and heritage that the North has. Yeah. And and the thing about it is, I think Coronation Street can do that because they spend quite a lot of time really relishing and reveling in the culture and the history of the North and celebrating the people that live there and and um, that you know their sense of humour and their warmth, etc., etc. So when they do do this really kind of dark... Um, side of it, mm. I think that I think it balances out. The other, you know the other I mean? thing, yeah, I do, and I, I just feel really bad I for, the, people to for so I'm many of the, the other stories or the other exits that other people are saying, no, it must have been them. But I'm kind of thinking, at its heart, Coronation Street is an entertainment show. And although Haley's exit, Aiden's exit, Seb's exit were all incredibly powerful stuff, very good stories. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of sitting it watching. This is entertaining. I. It, not fully. I was also like, I'm being taught yeah, a lesson here. But also, but with Andy and, Andy and Vindy, it was just pure, yeah, pure bombastic silliness. <laughs> and also, just to you know, we are who we are. You are who you are. I'm not a. I don't try to be a melancholic person. I could definitely dwell in that kind of area. I'm not the sort of person who cathartically watches weepies to release some kind of inner t- turmoil in myself. I don't like crying or being sad so i'm never gonna pick Haley, aiden rana seb those really brought up some very raw sad emotions in me and i don't like feeling that way mm. so it's not i'm never gonna i if you're if you're gonna get me to pick between a fantasy death which is what i uh, kind of envisage you know jeff Carl and Maddie, Andy and Vinny. I know real people get murdered <laughs> and bad things happen, but I'm far more likely to die of cancer mm. or suicide than I am of being murdered in a, in an abandoned mill. Yeah. So I don't, you know, those, those kind of I can kind of enjoy the the dark fantasy of of Andy and Vinny's uh, death more it's than anything else. That so many of these are deaths as well. Like yeah. I hear only Becky and Lewis, although he obviously did come back and die later. This is his first exit. 
Um, one of them anyway. Uh, uh, those are the two uh, were the only ones that left. Um, just looking at honourable mentions, I think Horrible mention. Horrible mention. <laughs> they are pretty horrible. I mean, Tina gets a shout out, doesn't she? That was a you know a very that was a good murder. Big murder for the time. Um, Hang uh, on a minute. So we've got Callum. Well, yeah, I've, I've just murder, I've listed a few. Tina of them. murder. Tanita murder. Luke murder. Robert murder. Charlotte Bronte murder. <laughs> Oliver. Oliver. Who's that? Oliver. Oh my gosh, don't let Leanne hear you saying that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Ollie. Um, uh, what's the Johnny word? Johnny Heroic. Um, illness. Illness. And then <laughs> Johnny drowning. Yeah. yeah, so most of those are murders. Yeah, mostly. I mean, but, again, um, there are other ones that other people could have picked. Those yeah, ones these, I, I, these are possible our, on a mention. Yeah, but also these are our favourites. So yeah. we, we're not going to pick somebody that goes off in a taxi for well, the no, Tarar exit. So these are all the most dramatic exits. Yeah. But I I'm going to say Andy and Vinny. Yeah, I, I think so. But yeah, for, for me as well, on, on the honourable mentions list, should have got a shout out to Tina, Luke um, and, and Ollie Luke as well. Great. Yeah. Luke was fantastic. Um, anyway... Top well, Johnny also for the yeah, stun. Yeah, I, I love Johnny's exit. Yes, Coronation way. Street. Who could forget? So top lass award now. So we got top lass and then top lad. So our um, this is going to be the most important, the biggest, uh, most worthy winner of the best female character of the past decade. And starting with twenty twelve, we've got Kirsty Soames. Um, then we've got um, Haley in twenty thirteen. Uh, then we've got a couple of years where Carla won it. Then Sarah, Eva, Jenny. Emma, Yasmin, and most recently Abby, in a, who won it in twenty twenty one. So, which of these characters do you think um, epitomises the past decade in Coronation Street the best? Because I could say that you know our favourite characters on that list, Jenny and Abby. Yeah. Does that mean that they are they most deserving of the award here? Because both of those are you know the second half of the decade. Uh, do we want someone who's Yeah, because Abby wasn't lasting. even in it. No, I mean, and, Ab- and Abby's Jenny, been in it for five years or so now. Jenny just, you know, recently came back in the grand but scheme of things. Jenny, Jenny's been in the show for a good, you know, seven or eight years now. But I, I can't help feeling that they've kind of pushed her to the sidelines a little bit too but that's much, what which they've is done tragic with Carla. considering that she's landlady of the Rovers' return. I don't think that Carla should get a shout out here. Uh, it should be in the running, sorry. I mean, she's a mega character, but I would say that the first half, uh, the first decade of the 2000s was really her peak, uh, and it's been a, a bit of a sad decline since then. Um, somebody like, you know, Sarah's not going to get it, is she? Eva, as much as I love her, no. Um, it's to, to Emma's me, it's, too new. Yeah, Kirsty was a villain. To me, it's between Abby, Jenny, and... and, and, um, uh, and, and Maybe? maybe it's just that no, well, who they are you can't saying? even be Haley. No, I think that's who I'm thinking of. Who between... are you saying? No, I, yeah, I was going to say Haley actually, but actually, no, it can't be because you know she she was dead within the first couple of years of the podcast. That's fine. So in my head, it's between Abby and Jenny. Um, I no, absolutely... I don't. I think you're dismissing Haley too fast because um, she is a iconic Coronation Street character. See, oh gosh, yeah, of course she is. But it was the the late nineties and all throughout the two thousands that she was most at her peak. By the time you know, if if she died, um, I can't remember. Was it early two thousand and fourteen or so? So maybe two thousand and thirteen was when she was going through the yeah, cancer. Yeah, but can I just point out that you're you're kind of comparing a character who was in it in in like in a massive way for the previous two decades versus a character that's only ever uh, even been in the show for five years versus Jenny, who's had two quite significant stints. 
so so those three characters are incredibly different just from the perspective of Maybe the heritage on the street preference again i mean who, who, who are you leaning towards the most out of those three this is an incredibly difficult decision to make because we all know that abby is a really fantastic character she came in with a bang for, for from our perspective because as soon as she was on the show we thought she was a fantastic actress and the character was not supposed to I don't think was supposed to be a long term no. person so she's kind of evolved I mean then you've got Jenny who is a cracking character she's landlady she's got the the back back history there she's got the relationship with with Rita she's um like abby can do the comedy and the drama perfectly fantastic actress i wouldn't say they've given jenny as good a storylines as they have abby just because no abby's had some really kind of heart-wrenching stuff but i would say too that abby um i think has has suffered from you know les miserable syndrome yeah of being thrown everything at her to make her cry yeah. And um, I would say that Jenny's probably had more B stories than than Abby has had. Mm. Abby's been on again. She's been on the front of the TV guide a heck of a lot more than Jenny, despite the fact that Jenny's been but in the show Jenny longer have than her. More staying power, and does that heritage add up to? And it's also a case of when I think of this past ten years, do I think of Jenny as being the leading lady more, or or is it Abby out of these these nominees? I think I probably have more, more. Like when you think of Abby, she's had some really cool kick-ass moments, like you know, saving everybody, saving saving the quads, saving the factory people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's really been fun. The the bit where she walks away from the car blowing up when she's getting her revenge on Ray, that was all great. But if you think to, to Jenny, she's had a bit more of a varied time, hasn't she? She's had so many really she's fun... She's dangled babies. Yeah, she's... She's, she's stitched knickers. Dodged trams. She's, yeah, she's uh, trapped Tracy in a Yeah, she's had a bike-kill wedding. She's got drunk on many an occasion. She's She's been stuck in a, in a sewer Love. with Shona. Ridden on a motorbike in a wedding dress. I said that. Oh, did you? <laughs> she's had a wedding atelier where she... Um, she like put all of her yeah. favorite ideas. She's gone from cleaner to landlady. Oh yeah, exactly. She has become the Rover's landlady. She's a bit of a Coronation Street archetype of you know, diamond in the rough sort of, and she's she's still got stories going on now. Whereas I think Abby's gone off the burner a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um. You know, rightfully so because she's been very much in the forefront. Mm. Um. You know, if I was to look at like a graph of Abby versus Jenny, it might be that Jenny and Abby have had a similar amount of excitement, but Abby's might have been up and down a bit more, whereas Jenny's just been consistent. And more spread out a bit. Mm. Oh, should we go Jenny? I think I think Jenny... She's the landlady of the Rovers, you know? That is a very significant character. Yeah. And, you know, Abby did ruin Imran and get him killed. I know, I know. So I can't really forgive I'll her for that. try not to get the personal reference in there. It's for the good of the show. But, you know, also she's a fantastic performer, but so, so is Sally Ann Matthews. It really is difficult. I think this is probably one of the most difficult categories because mm. um, all of these characters we picked... Um, and I think we I think we almost always had a similar idea to the the public vote. I, I, I can't, can't really remember, remember being remember. annoyed that much I, about I, people. Um, I think... I'm going to go Jenny. 
Yeah. Just because I think Abby's more, more newer. people have got sick of Abby. I'm not saying, you know, that, that's the other thing as well. There's been a bit of Abby overkill. I've not minded in no, the slightest. I but I know lots of other people have, and I've not seen quite the same criticism leveled at how they, they've used Jenny in the show. Jenny's so. been in it longer. Jenny's got the backstory and heritage. Jenny is is the landlady. Yeah, I She's just, awesome. right I love down her. in the bottom She's of my heart, funny. I'm thinking, I wish they'd give her a Big, big story. She needs an A story. She really does. She she needs a long-lasting A story. But she's That's had some really dream. cracking ones. She really, really has. Mm. She really has. And I would know we got Daisy on the scene as well. Love we? her. Just a, a few other honourable mentions and um, people that haven't won the award, but, I mean, maybe you would d- deserve to, a shout-out. Sally has been consistently good over the past decade, hasn't she? Sally and, Metcalf. Yeah, and, and you know, for, from all the the, the councillor stuff and to the mayoral stuff to the relationship with Tim, um, which is de- definitely... Um, well, she's also one of the longest-running cast members. Now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the, the Sally and Tim relationship, everybody loves. Um, so she's just not quite made it a, a top lass any year. Um, Tracy as well, maybe gone off the boil a bit, but I think she's been in my head been Tracy, fairly solid. I just want to she, say Tracy versus Tracy's, Carla was a bit iffy. Tracy's lost at the moment. Yeah. Tracy's character has kind of been diminished. I know it's a real shame what's going on with her at the moment. Her edges have Nothing. been knocked off to accommodate various plots that have I think not been as important as maintaining the integrity of her character but that's just me yeah Deirdre another really amazing character really Mm. sad that she was taken away from us before we were all ready to say goodbye yeah Toya love her (laughs) gotta give Toya a shout out you gotta give her a shout out don't think that she deserves the ultimate even if she was up there on the one years were um Evelyn amazing and Shona again absolutely grown on me I love her so much mm. I think she's brilliant Leanne Debbie oh she's so great with her earrings lovely Debbie and Nina I, I think yeah Leanne is, is always you know reliable isn't she in, in stories I'm gonna say if you're gonna give this to people for wardrobe reasons only it's gotta be between Debbie and Nina <laughs> I think you're right I think you're right uh, although Liz actually could also have got a shout out couldn't she for wardrobe she's not in it anymore doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Top lad. Go on. This is I... this is like obvious. I feel like I this is this a w- foregone conclusion. Well, maybe here. I think it's going to be a two horse race. Okay, right. So 2012, we start and then we go through for ten years. I'm going to trust you can count. Tyrone, David, Peter, David, David, Pat, Pat, David, David, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two time winner for David. We've got two uh, four time winner for David. No, five two, time winner for David. Five. He's won half He's of the won last 50%. decade. And is he grateful? Not at all. But that's why we like him. We got, a, got, we got a video from Jack P. Shepherd a few years ago. Pat's won it twice. And then you got Tyrone, Peter and, and Roy. I mean, that's fine. Uh, we, we, we have purposefully not looked for the, yet at the winners of the 2017 awards when we did the first ultimate one, but we'll hopefully be able to remember to reveal them at the end. I think I expect we would have said David back then for that one, because especially for the first half of the podcast, it felt like it was all plat all the time, wasn't yep, it? But definitely. in a good way. Yep. And they they have... even. I mean, I'll say that they've got a storyline going on at the moment, haven't they, with Stephen and Audrey and everything. But it doesn't feel For the as past platty two years, two, three years yeah. David has really not had a lot to do, which is a shame because I would have said that... You, know, you, can, you can see in our 
results. Mm. In in a in a period of six years, he won four times. The only time he got usurped was by Pat Phelan, who is, you know, admittedly one of our favourite characters of all time. And I'm not even sure whether he was nominated for Top Lad last year, actually, when, when Roy won, just because it was such a quiet year in 2021 for David. But um, I still think, you know... Uh, to, to, for me, it's it's going to be between Pat and David. As as brilliant a character as Roy is, he's certainly had massive quiet periods, hasn't he? And and uh, and you know, every everybody loves Roy, but he's not as main a character as David is, and as Pat Pat was. Um, no. But during that time, when I think of you know the podcast, definitely the Pat Phelan story was the favourite one. But I think I. I think I'd got to go for David for this for sheer longevity and consistency and everything. We've we've praised, you know, we I I've said before I think Jack P Shepherd is an incredible actor. I think David is one of the most fascinating characters in fiction and that sounds ridiculous and I know that people are going to be rolling their eyes at this, but I genuinely do think that he is fascinating. He is one of these characters that is, is kind of unprecedented, really, in fiction, in that you've seen him grow up. Mm. You, and you've seen his story. Who would have thought that, you know, in the very early 2000s, late 90s, that this unassuming little boy... Yeah, I know. You know, before the recast of Jack P. Shepherd would go on to be talked about in, in this manner. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he can easily David, be Corrie's leading man. Yeah, the reason that David is such a great character is because of Jack P. Shepherd and also because of the history of the character. You can't mm. really separate the two. No. You couldn't recast David. I think Jack P. Shepherd is amazing... Um, the character of David, I, I, I think they've lost their way in the last two years. I don't He's think... kind of just being there to do he's... a few wisecracks and uh, and kind of dry remarks, isn't he, at he's the like, moment? He's like, um, what's the word, where you're paddling in the water and you... Yeah, and you know... also, I mean, they've, they've now got Paddy playing Max, haven't they? So he's turned into more of a dad character, which I, I get it. It's like, oh, you're a troublesome teenager and now you're having to deal with a troublesome teenager. It writes itself. But yeah. I, I prefer it when the focus is, is all on him. I mean, the, the rape story was, was great. Harrow but great um all of the stuff with Callum I, I, I adored all that craziness um and the, the the Shona relationship everything with Kylie although I wasn't mega fan of them as a two but just for, for sheer consistency I I, I David has David. to get it because he's won it 50% of the time and we would yeah. be stupid to say that it's not clearly David's win for top lad yeah. Any, anyone, I mean, we've got a list of other possibles here but maybe pick a few of them if, if there's any there that particularly stand out as you well I mean I really like Nick and I think that Nick and David's relationship is, is yeah. fantastic I think they Nick, should... Nick's been in and out of it in the decade but I think he's certainly been one of the leading men um, I just love that Ken could possibly be in with a shower I mean, as well, if all you, this time to be honest later. if I was going to pick you know the, the man character of the whole run it would be Ken obviously he's the only person who's been in it from from mm. episode one I, I do think and this is sad to say with Ken I think we have a character who I think is you, you don't know what you got till it's gone I really don't think people are gonna um, appreciate Ken until mm. he's not in the show anymore but I am really pleased with the current so we're in September t- uh, 2022 at the moment and we're talking about Ken who's um, kind of got Wendy and he's doing the play yeah it's been it's giving fun. him a bit of a fresh fresh wind doesn't it because he's been again a bit of a side character understandably and obviously so. there's limitations too with the age of the actors you yeah, can't can they, they can only do half days they're, mm. they're not in all the time and um, you've got to be kept you know they're very precious resources yeah. and so you've got to you know, use them in a mm. productive way. As much, I mean, I think Daniel also deserves a shout out. I mean, he he was our ultimate top um, new one, new one character. A up character. 
Um, I wouldn't say he's the top lad necessarily. Todd it could be up for a shout. Um, Todd we've was... gone from Bruno to Gareth, haven't we, over the podcast's time? I oh, know. Uh, and who'd have thought now, that, you know, that, that that would work? But it, two, it did. Honestly, they, they could be two, two different characters, mm. really, for how they're played. Um, and, and even though he's by far my favourite character, I think Gary is, um, has been very important over the past decade. He's by it's, far your favourite no, character? No, he's by far not one of my favourite characters, but far, you know, um, one of the he's top like... lads of the decade. Do you know what, right? You know in Saw, in the Saw movies, where they go, and then you show somebody walking around and doing all this stuff, you're like, hey, that guy's been shaded this whole time and he's basically the architect of everything that's gone wrong on the street. That's Gary. (laughs) I mean, he has only been shading for about three or four years now. He's the meddling force of evil that's been working against everybody all the time (laughs) in the background. Not for the first half of it, but I think he was still a a big presence in the show for the first half with all the, you know, the surrogacy storyline. And we got to give a shout out to Imran, even though he is dead. He is our, he is one of our picks. R.I.P. I have to say, our kid award. Now, this is one of the first ones that we um, hasn't got ten um, uh, winners to go up against each other because 2015 was the first year where we had an our kid award for best young character, um, and Amy won it for the first two years in 2015 and 2016. Then we had a win for Bethany in 2017. That was in the middle of all the grooming storyline with um, with Nathan. Then we had Seb in 2018, and he's still young enough to get it. Couple of years worth of Asher, and then Sam won the Our Kid Award last year. I don't feel it's difficult this one. I don't know whether there's anyone who's like, oh, it's obviously that person. There's a limitation on on some of these stories because um, the characters are only able to be eligible for for a short amount of time before they age out. The, the stories don't, you know, there's a limitation to how many stories you can be given because you can't be on the set for that long because you've got to be chaperoned, etc. Um, I'm going to be controversial here and I'm going to say that I, I think Kelly should be in consideration even though she never actually She's won. there for the honourable mentions but she's, she's not in, allowed to be in there for the I ultimate. I don't think that's right. Well, this is what we right. said at the beginning. I don't think, no, no, I didn't say anything. I, I said. Well, I wasn't listening to you so it doesn't count. Well, my one is Kelly... Okay, well, you you can have Kelly as your main honourable mention. I I think that out of the winners, if we're just putting the winners up against each other, um, I I kind of am erring towards Amy. I, I think she she was stronger maybe in the two thousand fifteen sixteen, but now she she's grown up. Can I she... make a distinction though between? I, I this is a very difficult category because you've got children and teenagers, and Asha has had really really strong teenage storylines that have been well acted really well scripted and um, nuanced and interesting and she's done a fantastic job but you're comparing her then to Amy who was like the spooky Wednesday Adams of Coronation Street hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah and then, and then you've got you know Sam who's like a lovable little boy yeah, child genius it, it, he has been great but it, it, it's a difficult I, I'm, I'm going between Amy and Asha as, as favourites I think Bethany was important for the time back in 2017 I mean. but I don't think that you know the, the long legacy of the, or of the before and the since well if you not... ask Sarah she doesn't even have a kid as far as she can probably remember <laughs> um, Asha's been a great one for some of the issue storylines hasn't she like um, the skin lightening story um, and the, the, the flashy bits online story if you um, can only have people that have been nominated it's Asha versus Amy because yeah. I'm proud of both of them and I have got no reason to be because I don't really know them. In You're person. not their mum. <laughs> I'm not their mum. 
but they are I'm really proud of how they've transitioned a very difficult period in their careers of going from a child actor to being a you know a, I mean, yeah. an adult character. And, and Asher has been a bit of a revelation hasn't she yeah. I mean we we knew right from the start of the podcast that Elle Mulvaney was cracking and like she's got a great future they didn't give Asher where, a lot to do no they originally. didn't not, not until the skin lightening yet um, Tanisha Gorey has played her for almost as long as Elle has been in the role of, of Amy um, but that just it's a very rare uh, example it's very rare. of a of a you know nondescript young character blossoming into a fantastic well, young adult. I was just gonna say it's very rare also for a, a uh, an actor to transition and mm. for a character to not get recast. Yeah. And it really is no um, bad reflection on some of the people who have chosen to not continue or not been selected to continue because there's a period at which you have to decide you know am I going to carry on with my education or am I going to stay in the show. And I, I don't know how you would make that choice. It's an incredibly difficult choice to make. Mm. But I think that Amy and Asha, both interesting characters. They've got really good heritage on the street. They've got great backgrounds of storylines. They've handled everything that's been thrown at them. I'm going to say that I think, just based on what's been given to them, that Asha yeah edges it out i think she just edges it out but it's so close but it's because me. i don't think that amy's been given as much to do as asha like asha's had a couple of really really major storylines yeah whereas amy's biggest storyline that i can think of is the pregnancy storyline which was a bit of a flop wasn't yeah, it yeah i didn't really think that um she's, she's been a great foil to tracy and, and yes a, 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 a wise cracker and you know yeah she's been just more the funny the, stuff the current stuff with jacob's really sweet and everything but but, but, but minimal yeah, but but Asha has has felt like more of a main character. So yeah, as a breakout choice, um, our kid Asha gets it. But you're absolutely right. Huge props to Kelly for what she's done, for what Millie's done with Kelly over the past few years, and actually Ardy as well. I mean, another revelation and an example of when recast goes right. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit, but a bit of a shout out to Hope as well. To be honest, I I would never pick her only because I I don't love uh, Hope. As much as lots of other oh, people Hope's seem one of these to. Cult... Bella, Bella's, Bella's great, but I she's just... She's like oh, a cult figure, isn't she? She is. I, I just don't think that she's as amazing as everyone else uh, seems to make out. Uh, it's, I think it's... I don't know. She, yes, she gets crazy things to do. Lots of arson and There's a lot left stuff. in her. She's, she's just I'm, a I'm young child. I'm very interested to see how she turns Same out as she Ruby. gets older. Same with Ruby. I don't know what, what's going to happen with those two. Well, I mean, get a couple of years ago, I mean, Ruby's never had a big story, but I've she's definitely gone down in my estimation as a character a whole lot. She's plummeted. Um, and, no and, and, and Summer as well. I mean, you know, speaking of no need characters that. that aren't as... This uh, is a celebration of stuff that's cool. So... <laughs> Um, I really Summer with her robots really cute and you know Ruby she, she had some Sass. absolutely amazing like side eyes and she's been great it so. was just like off that um, but not, what was that BBC programme where the kids all had lived everything I know what you mean outnumbered yeah you kind of got those vibes from um, I can't remember what's the answer the Macy's uh, the Macy's plays Ruby I can't remember why are you asking uh, performance. me performance um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there we go. so there we go Asha, Asha wins Asha wrong on wrong on award I mean this is doesn't to require any conversation. Honestly, obviously does it's it? Pat Feeling. Obviously the winner is Pat Feeling, but let's let's give some shout outs to the um the the, the second places. And really it's quite funny to, to go back to two thousand and twelve and remember that Frank, um mm. Fractory Frank 
was our villain of the year in 2012. He got, he got bumped off fairly early in 2012, didn't he? I know, he? but it really goes to show you how started. long the podcast has been going yeah. that Frank was there. And then um, you've got... you got Kirsty. So is it my turn? Is it your you turn? Carry on. I've like, sorry, I really thought it was Don't mine. Don't let but you me stop right. you. Kirsty, and then Pat, and then we had Callum, and then three years of Pat, two years of Jeff, and then Corey last year. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> sorry. It's... Jeff, Jeff was um, Jeff is great. Jeff probably might be um, a very strong contender if yeah, it he'd wasn't be lo- for Pat. He would love lots of people's no, choice. Not just because of how evil he was, but the fact that he keeps coming back in Yasmin's dreams, and I just really think that's a fantastic device I, I don't know that he's going to come back again but I'd never expected him to come back you know a few weeks, weeks ago yeah. so yeah. I, I really I think that's great I think that um, he was played really well he was he was absolutely vile and despicable made your skin crawl and right from the beginning when you were kind of supposed to maybe like him he made your skin crawl yeah. as well which just went, went to show how well Bartholomew was and it's a really difficult to make a an issues based storyline make a villain out of that character and yeah because the whole it. thing about villains is they are the bombastic fantastical they're supposed to be like and, uh, pantomime yeah you know? exactly and I think some people would certainly say that about Pat that he was a bit too pantomime and, and moustache twirly but and they managed kept on to... coming back from the dead I know but they managed to make Jeff into a completely believable issues based character that mm. also was incredibly villainous and scary and um uh, you know that that bit where he, you know, him and and Yasmin with the the bottle and the knife and stuff, mm. fantastic. And I fantastic. just always think of the magic box scene with Jeff as well. Honestly, the one take really when he calls her a bitch afterwards or whatever it was. Yeah, it was it was sad that the ending wasn't as. Yeah. You know, I don't think that was anyone's vision for the end of Jeff. Yeah. But then, like I said, I can say that about Pat as well. I know, but um, if... I just think that Pat's been in the show longer. But I just do, do want to give a shout out to Jeff because I think the imagination and the and the um, this you know the 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 way that they directed that character in in certain points and the fa- the fantasy that kind of was woven between Jeff's opinion of himself and Yasmin's, you know slowly destroyed and dis- diminished psyche as he chipped away at her soul and how that was portrayed on screen in a, in a really kind of um, fantastical way I think that is incredible mm. Coronation Street managed to pull that off and I know that some people didn't like it but really really um, they did such a great job of like incorporating the magic of his character into the realism of Coronation yeah. Street I don't think we need to talk about why Pat is our winner particularly. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know how much we loved him and he was in the show for you know five years. He had he had a he had a break a little bit. And I'm totally willing but... to to sort of understand people's perspectives on Pat, but I do want to say that anybody that thinks that Coronation Street is is you know, Pat's Pat Phillips is too dark a character, um, and Coronation Street isn't that sort of show, I really want you to just go and watch the episode where um I've forgotten the name of the character that sings the look, makes Pat stand. Oh, Joe Donnelly. Joe Donnelly was proto Pat Phelan. Yeah, I think so. He just didn't have long enough in the show. Yeah, back in That's the, the main difference. He held, he held Minnie Caldwell and Stan Ogden hostage with a gun and threatened to kill them yeah. and made Stan a Ogden gun pointed in Stan Ogden's mouth. Sing, yeah, sing a flipping Christmas song, and then the the, the show went to black, and there was a gunshot, and you didn't know if he killed himself or if he killed Stan Ogden, one of the most beloved characters in Coronation Street history. Now you tell me that Pat Phelan killing Andy and Vinny in a in a in a mill 
is is any different. I honestly there's, there don't. Are definite there's parallels there's, there, there's precedent think. for Pat Phelan yeah. right back at the very beginning of Coronation yeah. Street. I just I loved his charm. I loved that he was very three dimensional. The stuff when he had Andy in the cellar and he was like saying, "Oh, do I do I you know I could turn evil here. I could or I could let you go. I'm I'm your I'm a weighing up the situation kind of thing." And, and he eventually about... he, he he took a life after so long of not wanting to take a life yep. and then we got the story about you know watching that that rabbit die when when he was watching michael die he was he was just fantastic the thing that brilliant. makes coronation street villains so much better than almost any other show is that they are created in front of your very eyes over a series of mishaps misunderstandings bad fortune bad reactions you watch pat Phelan descend into like a really kind of unsavory cd asshole kind of a guy into a murderer a serial murderer and almost every single other serial killer or villain on Coronation Street has had the same story oh yeah well Richard has and he does get spoken about in the same breath as Richard which just goes to show how important he was yeah that's what that's what I mean that's why I think Coronation Street villains have got Mm. um a an appeal all of their very own I mean Callum and Kirsty and and Frank and Corey to some extent were great but they just uh, uh, are not the quite same height on the podium uh, as these two Um, some other honourable mentions I'd like to say I'd I'd like to give Lewis a shout out as as the gentleman villain of uh, of the 2010s he's just great he's like just as likely just to steal your knickers as he is to you steal your cash Um, (laughs) Todd can you count him as a villain again I just want to have another shout out for Todd because I love him and also Granny Spellman (laughs) I thought that she was ace as a a really despicable old woman (laughs) but um, sadly didn't get a huge number of episodes under she must about. be dead now I don't know she didn't, she didn't, she didn't I really seem want to send her... summer and 18th birthday card recently I know that we are still waiting to find out what happened to Hilda yes but can we also get a canon ending for Granny Spellman please <laughs> just so you know she's not going to jump out of an alley and judge you three gay dads what <laughs> what would you think of three gay she dads would, she would not be happy <laughs> not happy okay um, flaming Nora Gemma I mean this is another one that's like oh who's this gonna is, win this one this but... feels to me like the sexiest female award where <laughs> we really need we need to retire it I think no it's I a do. tradition I think honestly Michael can I suggest that from this year we after I 10 don't know. years we'll have to see what glenda happens you know what glenda happens what, what happens with glenda she could you know challenge our jenny the flaming Nora award has been won by fizz twice then we gave it to craig and then from 2015 onwards it was just won by jenny over and over again <laughs> i mean there's no how contest, many is that is there? Uh, seven, seven seven wins for Jenny. I mean, I honestly think that she's got some great competition this year from Glenda if they you know, step up a gear and give her a lot more to do in the last few months of the year because Jodie Kramer is coming with a huge splash. And everybody I can't uncrown Jenny. I just can't do it. I don't think. I think it should be the, called the Jenny Connor Award for best I know. redhead. And she just get gets redheads, don't and they? she just gets. Uh, the prize but then there's an honourable mention who's secretly the real winner Gary has been you know sadly not mentioned at all in any of these years but like I was saying for the top lad award or maybe it was the top million I can't remember um, he he definitely has had a very important presence in the show all of this time he's just I don't know. It, 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 it's, Jenny's just a really tough nut to crack, isn't she? There's, a, I mean, Claudia again, love her. Moira for a couple oh. of a year or two that she was in it, brilliant character. There've been some fantastic redheads in the show this past decade. Even Wayne. 
Poor oh, Wayne. Why did they bring him back only for those few months? Oh, bring they, him back. Oh, bring he back was Wayne. so good, Adam Valo playing Wayne. I loved him. Um, but yeah, it's our Jenny, isn't it? Come on. Yep. Right, let's move right on. There's nothing there's more to no say. More, that we didn't there's nothing say else the to say. Less. How many more have we got? Bayek, Alo Love, I keep Don't up. spoil it. We've got about, about, about five or so. Okay, I need you, a wee. Well, you know, let's do Bayek and then we can have a little wee break. Have a, like. No, it's called a comfort break. <laughs> Don't want everyone to know a wee. Bayek, so when, when I was looking back over this, I think it's changed a little bit over the years. What we try to make it now is the best unexpected twist or the best you know, moment that wasn't previewed in all the magazines and the online synopses and everything like that, thing that took us by surprise um, when they appeared on screen. And there was definitely a period during Kate Oates' era where where that was a thing. She purposefully withheld information so that it was shocking on the night. It feels like they've eased off that a little bit recently, although, you know, there's still the odd thing that happens, like, you know, this year, Abby giving birth. But every every producer has a different... yeah. Approach. But towards the beginning of uh, Conversation Street, where that didn't happen so much, it was, I think, more just like a, wow, that was a shocking moment kind of thing. We knew it was going to happen, but still, it was quite spectacular. Mm-hmm. So, Gemma, let's um, let's have a rundown of who our past winners have been. 2012, Leslie's death. Dirty, dirty cheese on toast, electrocuted yep. in the kitchen. That honestly shocked me. I did not expect that she was going to die. No, I was like, really she's going to get right back up again. That, really that just did. goes to show that before the nowhere. podcast was on, because she died just a few months before Conversation Street started, I didn't do anything Coronation Street online, didn't go to the blog, didn't look at any previews. I try not to look at the previews now, but literally, it's probably everybody else knew that Leslie Kershaw was going to die, but I didn't have a clue. So um, that's why we picked her that year. 2013, Haley's cancer diagnosis. Then the next year, Rob finishes off Tina. With a crowbar. Then we have Kylie Kills Callum, that was the live episode in 2015. 2016, Carla's car crash and Callum uncovered. Yeah, so that was when she she had a little... Um, she dro- drove into the annex. Drove into the annex and Callum's body uh, showed up. Um, Andy and Vinny's deaths in the mill, we've already mentioned that. We have. Pat Can't kills let me Luke was the year following that. Then 2019, they have Gary kills Rick in the woods, in the Greg Woods. 2020... Michael and Grace aren't Tiana's parents. That was shocking. <laughs> and then 2021, Seb being uh, killed the fact by that Seb, Kelly. Because when, when that storyline was advertised, we it, it was Which told one? that there was going to be an attack, Seb. Okay. But I don't think it was widely known. It was only a year and a half ago. I know. But I don't think it was widely known that, um, that Harry Vizanoni would be exiting the programme. I could say executed. In, in a way, on mm. screen. Um, right, so there are lots of deaths there, but not, right. not just deaths. Can I just say, though, the thing, the, prob- the thing that probably shocked and thrilled me the most didn't get picked for the main award, which was the fact that Andy was alive in the basement. And that really, to me, was the most amazing, and I used the word delicious before, but it was absolutely delicious mm. to see this thing that we thought as like the most throwaway, hilarious thing that would never, never, never happen. And also I. the fact, how much, how, the lengths that they went to to hide the fact that um, was not in the show and he could he lied to all of his friends and family. He, he couldn't say anything online. He couldn't go... Um, and uh, like hang out with people at work. He couldn't like meet up with his old colleagues and you know catch up with them. He is literally like he mm. was just the most secret thing. I think that was that, that really was, great. But the fact that we'd been saying oh what if what if what if and and we know we'd seen on screen Pat going to visit a house and things made us think oh yeah maybe this could happen. I th- and, and if this can't, it can't win anyway because it didn't it didn't win in one of the years. I want to, I'd really like to pick something that completely completely utterly took us by surprise. Even Andy and Vinny's 
these deaths, as amazing as they were, it felt like I think the writing was on the wall for them and uh, and they couldn't really escape. I mean, I'm looking at something like Pat Kills Luke because I don't think we we knew that um, that he was going to be leaving at the time. I don't think we did know. No, I don't. I I don't think we did. It had been previewed that there was going to be a car chase between Pat and his van and and Luke, but I don't think that we knew that he was actually going to kill him. Um, That was great. uh, And... uh, as silly as it is, and they can't possibly win, but say? the Michael and Grace one. I know, I was about to say that. <laughs> no, listen, I have to tell, I have to say, right, this, this is the thing. This, I felt like this was a, a double bluff from Coronation Street. Because I think, and, and again, I've said this before about us and other um, podcasts that talk about TV shows where we do kind of ruin it for everybody. We theorise, we discuss, and the nature of online discourse and social media means that Almost every kind of twist is is going to be guessed at some point by somebody, um. So we were all guessing that that um that Grace was lying. Yeah, that about she wasn't Diana. really the mum. No, that Michael wasn't the wasn't. The oh, dad. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That and Michael's so when dad, they yeah. revealed that neither of them were the parents, it was just like, oh, Coronation Street. You guessed that we yeah, would know. One or two people uh, had, I think a had couple guessed of people that. Did. And they, they said, look, I said this a few months ago. But, but generally, but that's not they, where we're thinking it was oh, going. That was just genius. That was so great. And and what a, an amazing twist. And the, the trouble with it is though that those aren't really significant characters. No, gosh, not Tiana's not, not in it anymore. Slightest. You know, Mike does Michael remember who Tiana is now? I'm not sure. But <laughs> I as mean, far as audacity of like really pulling the rug out from underneath people, yeah. that really does yeah. win. I mean, I can't remember what we were thinking between uh, before the Kylie kills Callum as well. Did we know that that Sean was going to be leaving? I can't. I can't remember. I don't know. I think we we have at least I suspected have no it. Uh, so long ago. I mean, I, I think the Pat kills Luke one is really high up there. Yeah. Gary I kind of want to go cool. for that. It, it was. But, but I think the thing is that Rick wasn't. I know that Rick had been in it before, but I was so stupid that I kind of forgot that he's actually a sort of a long-running minor Yeah, he was, villain. he was. Um, whereas Luke was a, a very likeable, if if kind of forgettable, male character. There's quite a lot of fairly forgettable characters on here, aren't there? Of I mean, Seb are. as well, he was fairly nothing until that last story. I mean, he had a very quiet couple of years. The reason I'm not going to give it this to, to Rob finishing off Tina is because we knew that... She was going to get murdered. It's just a question of who did it. So that yeah. kind of took together. Although when he had her over the, the balcony and then we thought she was dead then and he went downstairs and she started croaking away there on the floor. That was, that was pretty that was shocking. Um, Hayley's cancer diagnosis, again, we knew that the actress was leaving. We just didn't yeah. know how that was going to happen. So it wasn't as shocking. Um, <sighs> I don't. And ha- Seb's death, yeah, that was... That was sickening, actually. I don't think I could give it to that just because of how emotionally affecting it was. Like Sally Carmen in that was superb, wasn't yeah. she? Uh, to me, it's kind of going between Andy and Vinny's deaths again, Pat kills Luke, and maybe the Michael and Grace one. I don't think people would forgive us if we said that. I think people would get really mad if we said that Michael and Grace aren't Tiana's parents. Were I know, the if, you, most if you put it up against all of these other shockers. Of the last decade. Especially considering that a lot of people have forgotten who Tiana is. Yeah. So, uh, I think for genuine gut-wrenching, it made my heart kind of drop and gave me chills. It's Andy and Vinny's deaths again. Do you reckon? I, I was thinking that about Pat killing Luke. I can picture myself. I know where yeah, I, know I was. I literally remember watching Andy and Vinny's <laughs> deaths and you were away somewhere in London and I was watching it on my own and my... 
my 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 jaw drops. I don't so remember I don't watching Pat Kills Luke, though. but I know that it was an important one. I'd happily give it to either if you if you feel more strongly about Pat. Well, no, the thing is, probably my my memory then is tainted because I think that people were saying to me, "You got to make sure you watch this. You got to make sure you watch this." I knew something was up. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's got to be Andy and Vinny. <laughs> Can't believe that that Oops. scene is why I won two of these awards. And people, are, it was I know a great some scene. people absolutely hate it. So I'm so it's, sorry if that it's was okay. you. Um, any other honourable mentions, Gemma? This is not the best of the of the last ten years. This is our favourites. Yeah, yeah. So we, and please, you write in and tell us what yeah, were tell yours. Tell us what yours. You've, and, you've got yeah. the nominations. And you can pick now. anything. You don't have to pick on nominations. Yeah. Right, Gemma. Um, honorable mentions. Anyone else Definitely want to? Definitely um, Andy being alive in the basement. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Really of course you great. said that. That was amazing. Um, I Him think, ran a slope with Happy. <laughs> we, I think we'd seen that coming a little bit. Um, it wasn't a surprise that it happened in the in the aisle. I think um, Ken Stroke as a completely came out of nowhere. Um, when was that? Five years or so ago. Is up is up for a shout. Um, is up for a you know should get a shout out because we did not see that coming at all. I don't think it was previewed. He was just having an argument with Peter and then his face falls and that he, I mean, he, he was fantastic. The one yeah. main thing I want to leave this category with is shocks are great. I'm I'm sad that Coronation Street's strategy is to reveal the vast majority of them. I think it's much more fun when you don't know what's going to happen. And it's a shame when there's the leaks. Which leaks is happening more and are more the worst things in the world. And people that break embargo should be shot. Agreed. Like Andy and Vinny in a darkened, abandoned <laughs> mill. So, um, can I can I also give a mention to uh, Ken's getting pushed down the stairs as well? That was another yeah. one where, you know, he was listening to his music, wasn't he? Peter was back at home smashing a bottle so it was all very dramatic and then they just cut to seeing Ken at the bottom of the stairs and it was like, blah, where did that come from? And then and Pat finds him, doesn't he? Yeah, and but that was, was that was going up against Andy and Vinny's deaths in 2017. So I think if that if Andy and Vinny hadn't um, uh, gone to meet their maker in that year, then Ken Ken's attack would definitely be on there. So I'd like to give that one a little shout out too. But there we go, Andy and Vinny's deaths is on another one. Um, hello, love. So let, let's uh, let's think things nicer. Oh, Gemma needs a comfort break. Thanks, Michael. Okay, you're back. You you comfortable, Gemma? <sighs> That's better, isn't it? In, in our listeners' ears, no time has passed whatsoever. So, hello, love. Right, so, we've just gone from murder to romance. And this is a hilarious category because we get to see who the best new romances were for the past ten years and get to say, see how many of them are still going. So, um, <laughs> Gemma, I will uh, pass over to you to run down our picks here. We got 2012 was Rita and Dennis. Oh! 2013, Sinead and Chesney. Then we have Gail and Michael. Then Roy and Kathy. <laughs> These texts are Oh my God. Jenny and Johnny. Kate and Rana. Gemma and Henry. Paul and Billy. Evelyn and Arthur and Seb and Nina. Okay, so none of these um, couples are still together anymore. That's awful. One of them's either dead or, or or left or something or other. I mean, oh, and, and a lot of them are so minor as well. Like you know, looking at Evelyn and Arthur, so fleeting that. That romance. was such a sweet romance. Um, Rita and Dennis. Yeah. Oh gosh, it absolutely was. It was lovely. Honestly, I Gemma feel. And Henry, can I just say, tiny. I have no real emotional connection to most of these. Mm. I think Jenny and Johnny are my uh, yeah. only one. Like Gail and Michael, I really liked. 
I thought that Grail and Michael were wonderful. I absolutely adore them together. That she was she was simple, simple minded. <laughs> then, I mean, this was two thousand fourteen, maybe. And, and and Michael was a simple man, yeah. wasn't he? He he, you just know, like you. fallen on hard times in the recession, he turned to burglaring, and he was just a lovable, warm hearted, cozy, cuddly guy that that was perfect for Gail as she was at the time. And it was, I, I was gutted when they split up and he went to Eileen, and then I think he he did go back to Gail for a bit, didn't he? But it was too late in the end. He had his heart attack and died. But I I loved them as a couple. But but fleeting. Um, Gemma and Henry we can't vote them really can we but they I were love great Henry. for such a short moment the, the contrast between the two was, was really great and it was obviously played for comedy value but it was one of the um, most lively couplings that we've had for, for I'd yeah. say I'd say it was the most fascinating of all of these oh actually. gosh yeah they were the f- most fun yeah they I were think. fun yeah um, uh, although Jenny and Johnny certainly had their moments as well Jenny I mean, and Johnny I would say uh, wins my vote because mm. it was a proper romance they had ups and downs they it, it fell in and her, out of love yeah and, and it, it, we saw the progress was wasn't end. it it wasn't just sexy sexy straight away it was you know her as the cleaner and getting a bit flirty behind the sewing machines I thought maybe it did get sexy sexy quite quickly but it felt very very real and it when did. we it saw like Jenny friends yeah. as well as when we, when we saw Jenny get <laughs> married to Johnny and she was so excited I absolutely felt that it was and believed charming. it it yeah. was so yeah and she was well like saying, I do in the, yeah. in the hospital yeah. and and it was real shame what happened to it in the end and yes we got no. an extra year or two of Johnny than we would have got thanks to COVID it was protracted but... I will give it that but the I, I think that it were, is one of the few and I said this before it's one of the few romance stories that genuinely feels like a story of its own. Yeah. And, and, it had and a beginning, a middle and an end. Certainly had an end. And um, a lot of these just feel like functions of story or plot for plot purposes. And that's fine. Coronation Street has to have that too. But I feel like you could write up Jenny and Johnny's romance in a, in a book. Mm. Whereas a lot of these, could you really? I don't know. Yeah, you know, some of them are silly. Some of them are overblown. Some of them, it feels like they don't have anything in common whatsoever. They just got shoved together. uh, Sinead and Chesney did seem suited to each other back in the day. They're both dull as ditch water. No, Evelyn and Arthur. A bit more going from back then, and Sinead was quite kooky. Evelyn and Arthur have had a great story too, but it was too. That's more of a short story than a. Same same with Seb and Nina. They were wonderful for about three weeks, then he got kicked to death. (laughs) Not by Kelly's age old story. (laughs) Um, Kate and Rana. I mean, I suppose if you're looking at ones that. epitomise the the 10 years of the podcast that was certainly one of the most talked about romances wasn't it mm. um i think that um some some uh, some corners of the coronation street fandom um seem to take it a little bit too far well i'm just gonna go on record <laughs> and say that that was not our pick certainly not our pick that, that was yeah. hijacked by Karna fans to, to, for them to win that but that that's fine you know, whatever. It was it was a big and important story at the time. It's a big but... and important story, and to be honest, I'm glad that we have them on the list because yeah. we've got a couple of gay couples on here, which I think is nice. Yeah, Paul and Billy. I mean, and we absolutely don't have any. You know, I don't care yeah. about whether you're straight or gay. I just want it to be a good story. So yeah. if this, you know, I just don't think that either of these 
um, are great. I think that I think that Kate and Rana was a bit too much of a titillating one, and 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 the fact that she I'm had her head waiting. turned by Rana, even uh, by, by by Kate, even though she's I, I re- see I really liked um, Rana and Zidane together. I thought they were a great couple, and that that's why it it kind of. Um, uh, in, I know, in a bad, turned, bad taste in my mouth. Oh, I yeah. am just waiting for a, you know, uh, um, the first gay wedding. Mm. So obviously so. Jenny and Johnny. Any other shout outs? I mean, I think that Sally and Tim really, even if if they if Sally and Tim had been voted in 2013, and can you believe that they lost out to Sinead and Chesney? No, I really back in 2013, just when the, it was blossoming between. Um, Mr. Metcalf and Mrs. Webster. Um, people weren't so into it, uh, but they, they have been the romance of this decade by far. Um, they definitely the, the longest lasting. I I do, despite my hatred of Tim and the fact that he pulls Sally down. Um, I do think that that that's probably the best romance, like yeah. you say, of the decade. But also, I would say a shout out to David and Shona and David and Kylie as well for 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 bigness. I I. I wasn't as big a fan of David and significant. Thank you. I wasn't as big a fan of Daily David and Kylie, but um, I think that David and Shona have been fairly solid. Maternity leaves aside, I th- Jenny and Johnny are my are my pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so. But you know, as I said, Sally and Tim would be a lot would definitely be a stiff competition if they had made it in there. I can't believe you said that. Oh, sorry, Tim. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, right, Ecky Thump. So um, this is the best fight of the podcast's 10 years. Um, and, and we're going to see how much of these we remember because we've not been back and watched any old clips, have we? I've literally just got who it is versus who it is. This is the thing, right? Sometimes I, I think to myself, it's better not to refresh your memory because if it doesn't stick in your mind, it can't be that exactly. great. Exactly. But then other times I go back and I watch it. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. I can't I, believe I forgot that I've happened. gone for the first one with this. I, did, I wanted to say which ones have stuck for me. And I got vague memories of Leanne versus Carla in Don't 2012 having a scuffle in the street. But literally I think compared to some of the later more memorable fights it's not going to win is it there was Dev versus Carl in the Rovers in 2013 that was when I think Carl had Dev realised that Carl had been the one that started the fire and they had a bit of a behind the bar Rovers fight Gary versus Phelan in 2014 the plank fight um, where Gary um, you can't call him a plank (laughs) Gary and Phelan have a scuffle um, out in the builders that wasn't the builders yard was it 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 was just a random building building site yeah Gary Wax feeling with a plank, he goes down, and um, then later on his body has disappeared. Callum versus Sarah won in 2015. This was the live fight when he attacks her, pulls her down behind the sofa, and uh, ends up getting stabbed by Kylie. Um, in 2016, there was a big old rumble with Johnny, Phelan, Aiden, Jason, and Billy all having a go at each other about something. And it was very dramatic at the time. I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't a big big fisticuffs scrap it was more of a like you're starting you're starting or get in between you and all that kind of thing Maria and Eva in the fountain in 2017 at the wedding very memorable I would say and again another wedding fight in 2018 the winner was Leanne and Tracy their scrap at Tracy and Steve's wedding Um, 2019 Britain's Got Talent Week we had Nick and David by the lake having a fight over um, Audrey's inheritance money I remember that Um, and Gary versus Ali in 2020 there was a bit of a fight and I I think was this a pre or post COVID? I can't remember, but um, that, I think it, I, I've got a, Sorry. A vague memories of a uh, Ali just not wanting to let it drop, and uh, he ends up getting um, uh, fairly pummeled by Gary. 
or was it the other way around? You know, I don't remember, it's not gonna win. And then um, last year, we didn't have any proper fights at all, so we had to make the Aki Thumb Award the best punch, um, and Ardy punching Corey um, over his um, sexy shenanigans with Asher was the one that got the votes there. So um, I think for me, Gemma, this is gonna come down, I think Gary versus Phelan is, is gonna be up there for me. I think Eva and Maria's um, wedding scrap in the fountain was very spectacular. Um, a certainly memorable setup for the scene. Um, I think they're the main ones really, although Leanne and Tracy and, and Nick and David possibly as well. I could be convinced if you felt passionately about those. What, what are you thinking? It's a bit of a tough, that's a tough one. Because I'm, my memory of these, I think if I watched them back, I'd remember them, but I just don't have a vivid memory of most of these. Like, yeah. I think I remember the fountain scrap, the wedding scrap, Leanne and Tracy, and Nick and David by the lake. Mm -hmm. You remember the Gary versus Phelan one as well, don't <sighs> yeah, you? Yeah, I remember that one. The, the falling over. That, that's that was why quite to me exciting stuck it, in my head. Like, oh, where'd he go? Yeah. But I don't think Phelan was like a, a, a big, scary villain I mean, it was, it was, no, I mean, this was uh, six months maybe into his tenure and he had yeah. had some time off as well. And But it was it was quite physical. Um, I don't want to just go by, like, visuals, but I do think that the, the fountain scrap yeah. is really iconic. I'm going towards that. And I'm not sure if I'm remembering it wrong. And the thing about it is, is that I also don't think that the story... Is one of the for the ages. It wasn't. It was fun at the time. The, the Eva finding out that um, it was. What, it was very very dramatic. Maria found out. It was the the, the sonogram. Under yeah, what was it? Maria. Yeah, yeah Maria found out that, that Eva had fake. Eva pregnancy. was outside yeah. dangling off a window or something. Yeah. There's just the visual of two women, one of them wearing a wedding dress, having a fight in a fountain while a, a sort of parade of Harley mm. Davidsons with another bride on the back drives past and I don't even know if that even happened it was because it was Jenny she comes I know, in there you Michael get... can I just tell you I know that Jenny was on the back of a, a motorbike but I don't know if that all happened at the same time yeah yeah that's my point well Jenny comes off and is like oh what are you doing get back in that church kind of thing doesn't she with her hands on her hips um I uh, I still feel that there isn't anyone here that I'm thinking absolutely 100% that was one of the best Coronation Street fights ever but I think for for pure spectacle and I guess memorability and, and set piece and, and all of the, the, the you know things coming together, the the Eva and Maria Fountain fight has probably got to pip it for me. Yeah, because it's it's silly and it's memorable. Um, there's a strong visual image. Mm, mm. A lot of the other fights, although they had a quite emotional build up to them, and you know they just don't have. They're not distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. The um, that fight was also important. Um, was also notable, I suppose, because it had been previewed on a, a Coronation Street. Do you remember that amazing um, advert of the promo they did for Coronation Street? I, could, I can't remember what they called it, but it was where they'd refilmed some classic scenes with different actors, and it was like it was because you were watching it behind the camera yeah. and then in front of the camera. I thought that was brilliant, and then they also had a little preview of that scene as well. Let, let's go for that one then. But um, I, I think that 
Um, the Nick versus Peter Nick and fight Peter's Christmas, Christmas fight, which isn't up. That for... slipped through because it happened after our nominees. Yeah, but I think it was a nomination the, the the next year, but I don't think people remembered it well enough. But that was a really great one. That one sticks out in my mind. Over the head. Because like, I really remember thinking one of these people is going to get impaled on. Yeah, on Sally Spence uh, or yeah. whoever it was. The Garden Gnome Throw. Well, it yeah. might have been Gales. It was yeah. great. That, that was a lot of fun, that, that Christmas fight. Um, Gail and Eileen also had another fight themselves. Themselves. They kind of tried to bring back memories of the classic Gail and Eileen fight by giving them a fight at the fal- salon at one point, but uh, I don't think that's really gone down in the history books. And um, it was more of a tribute than a yeah, than a yeah. sequel. And, and Robin Peter had a bit of a fight at Tina's funeral as well, which I vaguely remember. But I don't. I, I think I think it's that we got a, a clear winner. Although if something else had come along that was that was better, it could have fairly easily uh, fairly easily pipped it. Um, the Right Laugh Award, Gemma, is one that we've only been doing for five years. So when we did the last Ultimate Showdown, I don't think this one was even um, a consideration. But this is um, the award we've given to the funniest character of the past uh, year each year, uh, since 2017. And it's gone to five different characters. Rosie, Emma, Evelyn, Shona and Dev. So we need to really there. decide in the past five years, I suppose, who's the, who's the best. Interesting there that... Um, Dev, like Dev's the only male character. Yeah, and I know lots of people, especially men, like to say women aren't funny. Uh, there's your proof. <laughs> well, also in Coronation Street history, often the men have been like the the comic relief, the buffoons against the strong women, haven't they? But um, any anyone there that you're particularly going towards? Because I think they're all strong choices. Yes. Shona isn't necessarily a comedy character, although she had her moments, didn't she? I Especially post shot in the box, Shona. She's all still funny these. now. In fact, to yeah, watch her now, she's now. great. But she's she she isn't you know a comedy character, is she? She's a great character that often has funny things to say. She's great. Whereas I think all of the other four here, although Dev, you know, he's got a great yeah. drama as well, uh, are more. Here's a comedy character. I love all of these characters. I have a massive soft spot for them. I think they're all funny in in different ways. Um, who could forget Rosie? She was such a bimbo. Mm. Um, really, her Lady of Law thing was so great. <laughs> I know. Emma, just absolutely wonderful. I'm sorry, but she got ruined at the end. Totally she wasn't funny anymore. Evelyn, um, she is a legend, isn't she? Mm. Uh, Shona just got funnier year by year. I think Julie Goulding's got amazing comic comic timing. Really She's does. really funny. Um, and Dev, I think, I, I just love Dev. I've got such a massive... It's funny, but I, I don't think we used to be love, to love Dev so much. It's just in the last few years where he's become the embarrassing dad to the twins. He's so he's great. really lent into He's so quirky. He's such a weird character. Mm. I don't think there's anybody else like him on TV, um, apart from Jeff Goldblum, but who <laughs> isn't in a TV show. I do think he's England's answer to Jeff Goldblum. I think he's charismatic he's mercurial he's he's he the thing is about it is because he's so funny when he's scary it it kind of makes it even more intimidating yeah. because of how um much he flips that switch mm. between being funny can and do being, both very very well he is very uh what's the word not diverse but you know what i mean yeah yeah I, I think though because he's also got that I don't know whether he can be ca- i'm kind of going towards evelyn in this one it's between evelyn and dev for me yeah, I mean, Evelyn can also be you know, very serious, 
but she's more written as a comedy character and uh, everyone's going to say, you know, she's, oh, they just wanted, she's trying to make, be a new Blanche, she's now going to live up she's to Blanche. She's not Blanche. Blanche. I don't think that. She's got, I, I, yeah, this she's is a probably, battle axe. This is probably blasphe- blasphemous, but I think that Evelyn is a more rounded and fully realised character than Blanche. Having rewatched some of Blanche's episodes, I think that she really is just a reactionary funny old lady I think I think that what what Blanche had going for her that Evelyn doesn't is that relationship with Deirdre yeah, and although Evelyn's got true. Tyrone they don't often lean into the the more serious I am related to you and we're going to have a serious heart to heart kind of stuff which was more You're common right, with yeah. Deirdre and, and also you had the Deirdre kind of oh mother you know sort of withering looks when, when Blanche said something that uh, everyone else wished they could have said but were too polite to I think that Blanche it, the felt more secure in going as far as she did because she knew that nobody could get rid of her whereas mm. Evelyn's got more of a precarious position in that she could get kicked out on her bum if she goes too far yeah yeah and I, and I think although you know Blanche has got more quotable lines in the Corrie history books than Evelyn does I think that Maureen Lipman is um is doing a damn good job at the character and I think just for the fact that Emma did go off the boil Dev is not funny all the time Although when he tries to be, he usually is. Um, and Rosie, oh man, Rosie is Jeff. long gone. I think that Evelyn is my pick here. You really want it I to be Dev, you. don't I could you? fight you for Dev, I really could. <laughs> but I know that I think that people would be mad if I picked Dev over Evelyn because I think Evelyn's a safer choice. And she's yeah. fantastic, she's brilliant. Maureen Littman is um, a legendary performer. Some people don't like her and some people still um, don't like to... I find, I, so, we'll still keep saying well she's she's no Blanche well so, no. can I just say Blanche is no Una Sharples <laughs> there are there are lots of different sort of women that fall into that archetype of being a battle axe yeah. but they all had different things about them that made them stand out in a different way yeah Okay, well, Evelyn's our pick for the ultimate Right Laugh Award winner from the past five years then. But um, any honourable mentions? Anyone that didn't get voted over the years that you'd like to give a quick shout out to? I love Debbie because she's like a panto character. <laughs> he just wandered off stage into real life. Mimi was fabulous. I don't think we're going to see her again. No. Really I, like Bernie. I, I, I want to say that Moira as well for the for the year or oh, so that we had her. Was just Moira sublime. could really have, really have been a much more significant character it's a shame that she's not in it anymore mm. um sally as well i mean she's she has been fairly consistently funny i mean since they decided i think it's been you know she, she had a bit of a boost when rosie started going to secondary school and she became the pushy mum but then again with the council stuff that was a start of a renaissance of comedy sally really and, and to have I her think... bumbling romance with tim is um she's she's a very solid choice I think a lot of people might be surprised to know that Sally was not a comic character for the vast majority. No, not at all. Of her tenure on Coronation Street, she was just a serious, like, sexy lady who got cheated on or cheated with. Well, she was just people. a kind of mum. Mum. She was just a mumsy mum for for quite a long time. Or or the you know the the young that young filly that Kevin hangs around yeah. with right at the end of the 80s. So but, I think yeah, it's, it's been... quite fascinating to see her develop. Yeah, over the past 15 years or so. Henry is always going to have a, a space in my heart oh, gosh, for Henry being a foppish, wonderful. toffee idiot yeah. um, with his uber-dubers. Didn't even get 50 episodes under his belt. That is the travesty, travesty of the last it five years of Coronation Street. And also David as well. I mean, he's 
he's got a certain sense of humor that's that's very dark and and giant sarcastic and he's always gets the delivery of those um yeah there's those dry lines just perfectly doesn't he he's like a dream to write for because you know he's going to give it do a fantastic job i would imagine so i I think from the honorable mentions the strongest choices here and that that should have got an award at some point is sally and david but I mean, Mary is is in our honourable mentions, and she's actually won an award, hasn't she? Mm. She got nominated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Patty Clare has won actual awards. Actual awards that you can put on your mantelpiece, not like the Conversation Street Awards. And also Gemma as well. I mean, she... Say thing what you like about her now, but there was a definite time before she got lumbered with Chesney when she was a really funny character, I thought. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think that the way that she's gone at the moment, we can really really have her that much in the running now um finally Gemma finally 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 we have got the that's champion award where we're going to see can we find out out of all the top storylines of the past 10 years on the podcast (laughs) which is the ultimate one to define that period so the 2012 it was the domestic abuse story with Tyrone at Kirsty that um, got our vote um, following year we had Haley's cancer battle and Roy's breakdown and everything kind of cropper um, Tina's murder in 2014 um, and all the Callum and Platts um, the bits and bobs and the drugs and shenanigans and murderings and burians under the annexes and everything in 2015 um Phelan and Vinny's flat scam in 2016 was the one that got the vote um and it's interesting for all those years that Pat Phelan was in the show the only time that one of his stories got the that's champion award was for the flat scam part of it it's not even that exciting well it's you know it had its its moments um but maybe not I don't know. That was not the time. Uh, Bethany's grooming in 2017. Very, very interesting because that certainly wouldn't have been my pick for the 2017 championship. Who pushed Ken? And um, you know the continuation of the Pat and Vinny and and the Andy stuff was all 2017. Can I just say, if it's not obvious to anybody listening, I have such a bad memory. I'm starting to wonder (laughs) if I've got something wrong with me. 2018, Aiden's suicide in its aftermath. 2019, Sinead's cancer battle. 2020, of course, the coercive control story with Jeff and Yasmin. And last year, the hate crime story with Nina, Seb and co. was what you voted. So. Right, well, can I just say, not wishing to be controversial, um, but some people who voted in this have, have done bad choices. Do you reckon? The last four years, I'm just going to strike through those because they were Too all sad. depressing. They were depressing, but they were great stories. I mean, the coercive control one was a, was a, was a great two-year epic story that saw the, the sad decline of Yasmin under evil Jeff. These and are the sort of people that think Titanic was a great film. <laughs> or Forrest Gump. I, know, like I knew you'd say Forrest cinema. Gump. I need to remind you. I saw on the way back from school today, I was stuck behind a car and on the back windscreen wiper, or just behind the back screen windscreen wiper, there was Forrest Gump in his vest and on the back windscreen wiper it was a hand. So when the, um, <laughs> when they go, you know, he's, yeah. like, he's like, when he's, it's when he's on his boat going, hi, Barry, Baba, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I know Everyone knows the Gump. best film of all time is The Three Musketeers. So... Uh, <laughs> you uh, you're not you, you don't want to vote for any of those then no even though they were very strong stories remember this isn't a personal <laughs> preference what this do you is mean the it mo- is the f- we- <laughs> <laughs> did i say it i think you said it i think i might have to do a mini bleep there i hope i remember 
<laughs> we said at the beginning, it's not about our personal what? picks. It's about I the ones that we that. think. You don't remember anything. <laughs> never, never mind what happened in Coronation Street five years I ago. did not agree to this. You shouldn't have been looking on your phone while I was setting out the rules I'm busy. Here. I'm a busy woman. Well, what are you it's thinking? It's not going to be... It's not going to be the suicide battle because I, I didn't even watch it. The okay? suicide battle. Sorry, the cancer. The cancer Sorry. battle. Sinead's cancer it battle. Was, it's not that because I didn't watch it. No, you turned that one off. And I think, you know, looking back on it, I, I don't think that's I don't want to diminish the importance of these storylines because they were very important issues-based storylines, but I just don't think that I enjoyed them. And also I'm going to throw in Bethany's groom in as well. You want to talk to me about dark and gritty and depressing. The, the last five years of That's Champion has been a litany of sadness and misery. I feel it's like true. I'm watching this morning. It does. It does get the um, you know the the people, the bums on seats, and the and the people putting their tweets out, and then the great performances out of the actors, doesn't it? It's all all about who can produce the most tears in these ones. Mm. Um, I mean, are you are you erring towards maybe Callum and the Platts or the Veen and Vinny's and Vinny's flat scam? I don't think that was the pinnacle of that story, so I don't even know why that's in there. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be Tina's murder or Callum versus the Platts for me, because like I said before, the more fantastical side, the big A storylines, the sort of the the what's the word? The, the kind of stunt-driven things, mm. I find a bit more exciting and a bit more... Again, I'm going to say fantastical. I don't know anyone who's thankfully been murdered. I don't... I don't I've never been involved in crime. None of this sort of touches my life. Um, whereas all the other stuff feels maybe a bit too close to home for me to really, really enjoy it. Mm. So, because it feels so outlandish to me, I found it more entertaining. I liked the whodunitness of the Tina's murder. I liked the live act, the live episode where Callum got bumped off. I mean, the, the Callum and the Platts was a real epic for that year, wasn't it? And then when also, I suppose after this, we had the, the covering up the Callum, the body under the annex and everything. I mean, and Sarah parts Louise's of that still secret now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And also um, I love the Platts. I think that they're fantastic. I love David. Tina's murder also had the aftermath of that where Rob was desperately trying to cover his tracks and then uh, and Tracy ended up shipping him, didn't she, to the to the police? Oh, I thought you were going to say shipping him with some other lady. <laughs> yeah, I, I if mean, if it's between those two, I would say Callum and the Platts. Yeah, me too. Although, if I'm going, if I'm trying to put you know sadness aside, I mean, I, I'm I'm always glad because because I think some of the bigger, most powerful storylines were probably the Bethany's grooming, the Aiden suicide, the the coercive control. Oh, I'm going to defer to you. I don't think I should be in charge of No, it's fine. This. We'll go with Callum no, and the Platts, no, although the general no, feeling no. saga to me... is better the, than all of this. Yeah, which which, which it didn't get voted for. Um, but then it was it was one of these storylines that was in so many different bits, wasn't it? Um, so many different bits? Well, yeah, so many parts. Like, there was the Flats bit oh, of it. There was the, there was the, the dead yeah. bodies bit of it. There was, you know, everything. If I'm going to say, and seven. over the last... 10 years what has what have I really enjoyed watching I'm going to say everything to do with Pat Phelan um, all the stuff with Ken and the Barlows and the stuff with Callum and the Platts yeah I, I think so I, I would agree um, like all the stuff with Ken I think was fantastic you know David uh, Daniel coming back the intrigue of who was visiting him in hospital all that kind of stuff all, all the Barlows accusing each other of doing it 
I thought it, that was fa- that was great, and it was a, a fantastic way of revitalizing um, a, a family which had been very much neglected up to that point. Because, like we said, it was the Platt show, mm. um, and I, you know, I love I love the Platts. I think they're great. So okay, well, that, well I'll give it to we'll give it to then? the Platts. Callum and the Platts. I will happily give it to that. I'm sure that um, other people would have different opinions on that one. But I just they don't need remember... to do a podcast for ten years if they mm. want to have it official. I just don't remember the other the last five years. I just the coercive control stuff was great. I will say that I thought that was great. I I thought, like I said before, when we were talking about Jeff and his exit, about how they really push the boundaries of what you can accept in a show that is a very grounded in reality, like Coronation Street. Mm. The way that they did lots of different camera tricks and having him turn back up as as a sort of ghost slash dream. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Some some really strong choices there, but also, I mean, if I was going to go look at some of the honourable mentions, definitely the who pushed Ken was was amazing. Um, Ollie's death uh, and all the lead up to that gets a shout out, but obviously, um, also very sad, but some amazing work from um, from Jane Danson in that one. Um, and also, I I kind of thought that the, the stuff with uh with Lewis was it was a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, well there but we have it. We're lucky to then. have had some fantastic things to pick from, really. Yeah, yeah. Even absolutely. though I was down on on them, I wouldn't have selected those myself. But that that's the point of the awards is that it's not just down to us; it's yeah, down yeah. to these idiots <laughs> don't call our voters idiots they're lovely um okay let it's time to find out what we voted in that uh, five years ago so i'm just going to load up this message that um rebecca sent to us the other day about it uh, so five years ago a up we gave to yasmin interesting and who did we pick this time i can't forget no already in asking me. an hour ago that we did that uh, a up we must we go to daniel back then um, and yeah. Daniel was a potential uh, candidate back then, but I suppose he he'd only just come into it a few months beforehand. Um, top lad we gave to David, yeah. um, same again. Top last Carla we picked back then. So well, um, yeah, yeah. Five, Jenny this five, year, the last ten, five, five years, years later. Carla has been floundering, yeah. and I think even Carla fans will say the same thing. Mm. Um, it's not that she's a bad character, it's that she's been a bit neglected. Yeah, not been given the right material. Flaming Nora we gave to Jenny five years ago, and Wrong and Pat, Uh, I think that they're the same as before. Um, A Tara, we said, oh, interesting, a tie between Lewis and Becky. Um, This time we went for Annie and Vinny, which hadn't happened. Andy and Vinny. Vinny, which obviously hadn't happened at that point. Um, we and, and I think that that definitely outclasses those uh, those exits. Um, Eki Thump, Gary versus Phelan, and Callum versus Sarah. Oh, we couldn't decide which one we wanted to give uh, to it back. Seems then. like you were a lot more lenient when you were younger. Yeah, maybe, maybe. By Eck was Carla crashes the car and discovers Callum's body. And also Rob finishes Tina off. It looked, maybe it was one of us picked one and one of us picked the other. I don't I know. Um, uh, Ello Love we gave to Sally and Tim. See? Although Jenny and Johnny was probably the best out of the five, but you thought it was too soon. Well, well excuse me, Michael. Cha- I didn't even realise that was the rules five years ago. I'm just reading this for the first time. You just make it up as you go along and then you expect me to respect these <laughs> arbitrary rules that you use. Um, and the That's Champion Award then we gave to Callum versus the Platts. So that cemented that one, I think. Yeah. We also had an um, ultimate Bob Bobbins Award back enough, then because we think. haven't had the Bobbins Award since because they were turned into their own separate thing. But um, Tim can't read and Izzy's cannabis were the uh, most Bobbins storylines of those uh, <laughs> those first five years of the podcast. Anyway, so there so we have it. That is our what's the word? Ultimate Roundup. ultimate ten year picks 
for, for who should be given the ultimate gold crown. And maybe we'll come back in five years. I'm saying getting this on record now in 2027. Crazy. Are we going to do an ultimate 15 years or do we refresh again for um, for, the, for the, the next five years? We did on, on Patreon, Nancy wrote in with some of her picks as well. She's got Imran down as the A-Up Award ultimate champion for the I last five years. I think a lot of people years. look at Imran and say, <laughs> um Hayley's um, was Nancy's top ta Jenny the top lass Pat top lad Sam our kid Pat Rongan uh, Jenny Flamin' Nora and uh, the Pat Kills Luke as the Bayek Award um, Seb's death as well um, maybe yeah. that was a draw Elo Love Jenny says Jenny and Johnny Eki Thump Leanne versus Carla Right Laugh Dev yeah. and that's champion the hate crime storyline okay, interesting yeah. top lass Carla. Oh no, you've oh, already yeah, said that one already. <sighs> yeah. Oh, well, there we go. That Thank was you, Nancy. I, I would really, really love it if a few more people could email this in or put on Facebook or something. This is uh, just a personal reference. For the ultimate. What? Yeah, but I really, really want to know what you guys think. And thank you to everybody who's voted in the awards over the year. You know, for the past nine years, it's been open to the public. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of people voting in and, and casting their votes. And thank you very wrong. much, everybody. Ruining but it for. I think if you go back and look for what we voted for, we probably gave some of the sad storylines the, uh, the the prizes as well with Don't our own picks anyway that was a lot of fun so now it's official um, nobody can change it they are the ultimate nobody can change it but I can misremember what I said and of then argue that I didn't actually say anything I just said which sounds exactly like me <laughs> right I think it's that time to fun. call this a day. That was fun. Hour I really and a half. enjoyed that. that. Good. And thank you, Coronation Street, for providing us with 10 years worth of things to argue about and get mad about and love and hate <laughs> all the way through <laughs> 10 years. And I can't wait to see what comes in the next 10 years, honestly. <laughs> I know that there's some crazy things that are going to happen this year, and I can only imagine what Aliens. The it's going to be aliens, Gemma. I can't wait for I've that. Done it on Hollyoaks. Right. Um, we are going to be back with our normal podcast at the weekend, so look out for that we'll find out what we think about all this shenanigans with uh, Stephen and co and um, yeah that is it so and thank protesting. you for listening protesting and all sorts yep. going on this week yeah so we'll talk to be talking about that Friday night see you on Saturday with it but until then to Rafa and now from me goodbye, goodbye and goodbye from Gemma the music of this episode came from podcastteams.com oh, oh, oh.